This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Uh, the sermon I have simply titled, Amazingly Wonderful. Amazingly Wonderful. And I'm talking about our mothers here. So let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Father, as we look into your word of life, Jehovah, please speak to us. Uh, open our understanding that we may have, uh, we may receive nuggets of wisdom from your word today. And Lord, particularly for our mothers, we pray for strength. We pray for wisdom in the name of Jesus. We pray that you will be with them, uphold them. That Lord, they may eat the fruit of their labor. In the name of Jesus. Another will not come and eat where they have labored, but they will reap of the fruit of their labor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Mothers are simply amazing and extraordinary human beings. I can say this because I have a mother, and I have the mother of my children that I have uh, seen over the years. Mothers are simply extraordinary, and today we are so thankful for our mothers. And for those that have the church app, the sermon note is already on the app. You know, it's so, it's so good to see everybody today. Uh, I'm glad I was able to rep, uh, remember Dikin Abiola when I saw him. Uh, I was wondering if I would recognize people, you know. Uh, my beard was uh, a little overgrown like than this. I said, before some people begin to wonder, let me just trim it down. <laughs> you know, but so good to see everybody. Uh, I saw Victor once, uh, saw that he's all buffed and uh, just showing off. He has his summer body already. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm going to get there. In my dreams, in my hopes, in my wish, somehow, in heaven, sometime I'm going to get there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, so good to see everybody. Good to see Praise and uh, Dr. Danny. Uh, good to see everybody. Uh, the Egito is good to see you. You know, so many wonderful people that have joined us today. Mayowa, I'm going to get in trouble, you know, because I, I can't mention everybody, you know. So, but please forgive me so that we can get back to the uh, business of the hour. You know, I, I thought about this. I, I guess I never gave it a thought before. That whoever came up with uh, Mother's Day celebration is God, God bless the, the soul. You know, so that caused me to begin to investigate. And I saw that, you know, from ancient cultures, the, the Greeks, the Romans, they all had one form or another of celebrating mothers and motherhood. And as I was digging further, I saw that this, the modern day Mother's Day that we have started with one woman, Anna Jarvis. Anna Jarvis wanted to memorialize her mother, you know, and uh, in 1908, Actually, May 10th, today's date, May 10th, she decided to have a memorial service for her mother. And she began to push. She was a, 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 one of those activists. So began to push, began to push. And by 1915, Congress or sometime, Congress approved a day 
to celebrate mothers. You know, this tells me something before we begin to dig deep. It tells me that there is the power of one. When we make up our mind to make a difference, it doesn't take a village. It takes one person. You know, it took Anna Jarvis saying, you know what? I want every mother in the world to be celebrated, starting with my mother. So she had a celebration service, a memorial celebration service for her mother. And then she began to push that every mother everywhere, at least in the United States, you know, be celebrated. And today, how many years after, we're celebrating mothers. Uh, I pray that this will be a reminder of sorts to every one of us that it takes one to make a difference. You know, once you make up your mind, you know, everybody, listen to this, everybody is looking for somebody to follow. Amen? So once they see a leader, they follow. Everybody lined up. And today, we have Mother's Day celebration. And as I, <laughs> as I begin today, I remember... Uh, something that I had read and I want to share with you. Uh, and it is it, something like this. An elementary science class, elementary, you know, meaning, you know, 10-year-olds and below. Uh, an elementary class, <laughs> a science class had been studying magnets, you know, magnets. And how metals are attracted to magnets. At the end of the semester... The teacher put on the exam this question. And simply, it reads, six letters. Starts with an M. Picks up things. What am I? And over half of the children wrote and said all together, mother. <laughs> they learned, they just didn't learn magnets. <laughs> Because what they recognize is their mom was always picking up behind them. So when the teacher asks the question, he says six letters, starts with an M, always picking up stuff. <laughs> he said, that's my mother. That reminds me of my mothers. Mothers are always picking up behind their children and uh, sometimes behind their husbands too. Uh, I know my wife picks up behind me sometimes, not always, just... Uh, Every now and again. And I know I'm not alone. I think uh, Dr. Selena probably picks up behind somebody. <laughs> I won't mention names. <laughs> the people that know are clapping. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, I, when I was growing up, I, I, and I know, talking about mothers, you can't just be quoting scriptures, right? Uh, there has to be a lot of fun story. I, I remember growing up. When I was growing up, I slept in the same room with my mom. She had the big, I don't know, I don't think it was a king-size bed, but maybe a queen-size bed. You know, she had the big bed, and then there was another uh, two-by-six by the side. So I slept on that bed. I'm not sure where my little brother slept, but I remember very clearly that I slept in that little bed in my mom's room. She, she, he probably slept on the same bed with her. Anyway... So whenever I got in trouble, which was not often, like some of you, <laughs> whenever I got in trouble, you know, after the spanking, my mother would wait maybe a day or so, and then in the middle of the night, around 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, she would wake me up 
Adekoye. I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> Whenever I hear Adekoye calls my name in full, that's trouble. She will call me and sit me down and begin to talk to me. Mothers are just amazing. You know, I, I, the, way, the only way I can describe that is iron hand with velvet gloves. You know, having spanked me and done all of that, she will wake me up in the middle of the night and then she will begin to talk softly to me and tell me why what I did was wrong. You know, and it's almost as if mothers have a school where they go for training. Because I saw my wife, she's done that many times, even with our children. Just in the middle, I mean, she... (laughs) She tried it with me too, just wake me up in the middle of the night, but uh, she found out that that doesn't work too well, you know, because when I wake up from sleep, I'm all groggy, I'm grumpy, I'm not happy, you know, I say, okay. So everything at that point is just, yes, 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 oh, okay, oh, all right, can we go back to sleep now? <laughs> you know, but she's done it with the children, and it's amazing. I just feel mothers, mothers are very, very special. God created mothers with a different kind of mold so they can fit that position and that role in life. Uh, There's an innate engineering thing that God has wired into mothers. Have you noticed how when a, a woman has a child for the first time and all the instincts just kick in, all the instincts just kick in, she just knows, she just knows, she just knows. You know, without anybody saying anything, she's there for her baby. Mothers, God bless you. Uh, We appreciate you today uh, more than uh, anything else. Uh, Praise the Lord. So today, as we honor mothers, I want to talk about a few responsibilities that we have seen mothers demonstrate. And then I'm going to talk about our responsibility as children, and we will conclude with that. Uh, So the number one responsibility that I've seen mothers demonstrate, and I'm sure you are aware of this, is mothers love and care for their children. Mothers love and care for their children. No matter what you think about your mother, understand this today. (laughs) I dare to say nobody can love you more than she would love you. Amen? Because you... The very fact that you are a part of her, she gives everything she has for that child. I've told this story many times, and I'm sure for those of you that have heard it uh, that many times, it might become boring to you, but I know there's one person that has not heard this story before. Every time I think about the tender, loving care of a mother, you know, one of the things I remember was an experience I had many years ago when I was in the university. You know, I was in school, I didn't have money, I'd run out of my pocket money, you know, and uh, as a fine boy, fine boy, no pimples, you you can't, you know, be begging people for stuff, you know. So I was just stuffing it out, you know. I'd gone days without food, just drinking water. I was not born again. If I was, maybe I would just, you know, just added prayer and then it would have become fasting. But this was hunger. I, I was really hungry. You know, but I didn't want to go home because it was not time for me to go home for my allowance. And I knew if I went home too soon or if I gave any indication I was in distress, my mother would do whatever she can if she 
If she has to borrow, she will go borrow money just to make sure I'm taken care of. So I chose to stay in school. I, I didn't go home. And one morning, very early in the morning, like 6 a.m. in the morning, my little brother shows up. Well, he was not little at the time. My younger brother shows up at my door at the dormitory and knock on the door. I'm like 6 o'clock in the morning. So I opened the door. I saw my brother with a basket of food. My mom had cooked rice with stew, with meat and everything. I'm like, whoa. And you know why? Because she had a dream. She had a dream. In her dream, she saw me weeping. I was crying. I was sad. And she was like, Koye, what is wrong with you? And I said I was hungry. She said, if you're hungry, you come to mommy. <laughs> Amen? So, she didn't care if the dream was just a dream or not. Immediately, she woke up in, that, in the middle of the night, cooked the food, and as early as possible, got my brother on the bus to come to the campus to bring food for me. Mothers are loving and caring. Mothers, there's nothing that you can compare to mothers when it comes to love and care. The Bible says, likening the relationship of God to us like that of mothers to their children. In Matthew chapter 23 verse 37, Matthew 23 verse 37, Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often have I wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings? But you, would not, you wouldn't let me. What's he saying? He's saying that mothers, the way they sit, like the, the way a chicken, a hen, sits over her chicks to protect them from the ego that is trying to take them away is the same way that mothers are with their children. If you want to see the redness of the eyes of my wife, try to do something to her children. That is the hottest you are going to see her. Mothers are just simply exceptional. Exceptional. When it comes to their children, <laughs> no holds barred. No holds barred. Mothers, we appreciate you. We love you. In the name of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7. The Bible says, as apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you. But instead, we were like children among you. Or we were like a mother. A mother feeding and caring for her own children. Mothers would rather go hungry to feed their children. A mother will go to any extent to make sure that her children are provided for. What a wonderful gift God has given us. Mothers, we appreciate you. Number two, very quickly. Mothers are teachers. Mothers are teachers. You know, <laughs> a lot of people can testify to this because mothers always have their moments with children. You know, it seems like uh, for us fathers, sometimes when we come, we come hard. It's the difficult stuff that they bring daddy into. <laughs> That's why as children are growing up, you know, and uh, it's coming time, you know, to get married, you know, 
everything is all already in place before that day will know. You know, mommy knows. She has met the guy or she has met the girl. They, they have been cooking that thing a long time. And then they come to that as if nothing has happened. It's, ah, uh, your daughter says she has uh, to... <laughs> she has something to tell you. No, they've been working on that stuff. <laughs> they've been working on that stuff. She knew all along. And mothers are always there to guide. Mothers are always there to nurture. Mothers are always there to teach and to instruct. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 2 verse 15, Malachi chapter 2 verse 15, it says, Did the Lord make you one with your wife? In body and spirit you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart, remain loyal to your wife, uh, to the wife of your youth. What's the scripture saying? One of the purpose of marriage is to raise godly children. And mothers play a significant role in this. By far, mothers spend more time with the children. That is why it is still a mystery that the first words out of a child's mouth is dada, not mama. Um, unbelievable. God, God is so wonderful. <laughs> God, God is making sure that the fathers are not forgotten. He said, before you have control, before you have control, that's the first thing that will come out of your mouth is dada. You will remember your father. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know what? As the child begins to grow up, the child spends an enormous amount of time with their children. This is an awesome responsibility for our mothers. Amen? Because the fathers, for, well, in the old world, the fathers go out to work and the mothers stay home with the children. Raising the children, instructing the children, guiding the children, leading them, teaching them, all kinds of stuff. Remember, in the clip we saw, it says, life does not come with a manual. The only thing you get issued is a mother. So it is very important for us, and that is why the scripture tells us in Proverbs, Proverbs 1 and verse 8, Proverbs 1, 8, it says, My child, listen when your father corrects you, and don't neglect your mother's instruction." Don't neglect your mother's instruction. Amen? So, the instructions that your mother is giving you at this time, you know, many of us growing up, and I, I, was, in, I was in your shoes at some time, for those of you that are still young, you know, you, you, everything the parents are saying, you say they don't understand. Right? The instructions they are giving, you say, oh, if, if only she knew. You know, if only he knew. You know, my kids think I'm, uh, I'm an African, so I don't know what's going on, you know. <laughs> you know, so I tell them we have to meet each other midway. Your American self and my Nigerian self, we have to come to a compromise. The same way you want me to understand your American culture, then you need to understand my Nigerian culture as well. Right? Because there is good and bad in every culture. 
There's good and bad in every culture. So the fact that you are the way you are and I'm the way I am does not make you right and me wrong. You know, and listen to me. The Bible says the gray hair, you know, is the, uh, how does it say now, of the, of the uh, uh, elderly. You know, there's a lot of wisdom. So when your mother or your father is giving you instruction and guidance about life, know that they have seen some things that you haven't. Know they have experienced certain things that you have not experienced. Listen to me. It's only a fool that will say, unless it happens to me, I will not believe it. You don't want to learn by experience alone. You can learn from others. You can learn from others' experience. If somebody has gone that way and they know the pain and the trouble along that path, why do you want to go on the same way just to experience the same pain in that path? Mothers are readily there. Mothers are readily there, ready to instruct, ready to teach, ready to give guidance. You know, and (laughs) I hope I don't get in trouble with this. So mothers have more words than fathers. So a lot of times when we are having those dialogues, you know, before you know it, dad has spoken all of his words. And it's just uh, at this point listening. <laughs> uh, by that I'm talking about myself. I don't know about other people. You know, and uh, maybe later on I pick a few things and then I summarize everything to say, this is what your mother is saying to you. But mothers are just wonderful like that. They have a lot of words to ensure that the message gets passed across. So don't consider your mother as nagging because she's telling you the truth. Don't consider your mother as too persistent because she's insisting that you write, uh, you learn the right lessons. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. The Bible says, I remember your genuine faith. This is Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that that same faith continues strong in you. What's he saying? He's saying your mother taught, your grandmother taught your mother the same faith that she had received. She impacted on your mother. And he's saying, I am confident that your mother, Eunice, has impacted you with the same faith. Amen. So the things our mothers are teaching us, especially about the gospel, is so that we can turn out right and turn out well in life. Praise the Lord. I remember many years ago, many, many years ago, my mom would tell me that a prophet told her that one of her sons was going to be a pastor. And I would ask her, did he mention my name? She would respond, no. Then I said, stop talking to me about it. It's not me. (laughs) I know the plan that God has for me. It is not for pastoring. The plan that God has for me is the plan to make money and support pastors. You know, and just be there for my pastor and be the one, the enabler that is upholding the hand of my pastor. But she never stopped. She kept praying. She kept praying. Somehow, she knew it was me. She just knew. She just knew that it was going to be me. But I never believed it. 
Even after I became pastor of Salvation Center, I still didn't believe it. I said, it's a mistake. I will fix this as time goes on. <laughs> it's 17 years now and counting <laughs> to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, number three, very quickly, I need to wrap up now. Number three, very quickly, mothers are home builders. Mothers are home builders. You know this, Proverbs 31 woman. That's a typical mother for you right there. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, the Bible says from verse 10, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Verse 11. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins them. She's like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. A mother is a builder. A mother is a builder, a home builder. That is why, you know, for smart fathers, they know that the house, the home, the woman owns, owns it. You may pay the bill, but <laughs> when it comes to that home, she's the owner. The way you know is you go out and shop for window blinds and say, I want to put these window blinds. Like, Did you buy that as a gift for somebody? <laughs> because it doesn't match the schema, the scheme in this home. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but they are very productive. They are home builders. Think about your mother. Think about the life you had lived. Mothers know how to cost the dollar to go a mile. They know how to stretch the dollar. They know how to make it work. You know, when I was growing up, my dad died when I was 10. Right? I was only 10 years old when my dad died. And there were six of us. And my mom was a civil servant. A junior level civil servant. And with that meager income, she was able to raise six children. Six children. Everybody through school. I mean, there were bombs here and there, like I just told you my story. A few hunger there, a few days of hunger, and all of that. But she did everything she could. In fact, one of the things I remember very clearly about my mom was before my dad died, when my mom dresses up, she dresses up, you know, with gold, gold chain, earrings, and all kinds of stuff. But over the years, after my dad died, what I saw was a step down. What was she doing? She was giving up her own pleasure, her personal satisfaction. She was giving up for her children so that her children can have a good life. And I, I give God praise. I give God glory that her labor has not been in vain to the glory of God. Mothers are home builders. They are home builders. And finally, number four, as I begin to wrap up, number four, I say mothers are brave, very courageous, 
very, very brave. You know, when Jesus went to the cross, the Bible says his disciples that went everywhere with him. Remember there was a time they told Jesus that, oh, your mother and your brothers are at the door asking for you. He said, no, the ones that are here listening to me, they are my brothers, they are my mothers. Amen? He had taken on his disciples as his family. But when he went to the cross, they all deserted him. But guess who was at the cross? His mother. His mother. His mother stood there till the very end. She didn't care what the Romans could, could do to her. You know, there was a good reason why the disciples were running away because they were afraid. But she was courageous. She didn't care. She didn't mind. There's a long uh, story I added there. I'm just going to summarize it. If you have the app, you can read it in detail. The Bible, true life story, not the Bible now. This is a true life story, happened in Florida. There was a little boy that on a hot summer afternoon jumped in the, in the lake and began to swim. He was swimming in the lake, you know, just having a fun time in the lake. And if you know anything about Florida, they have uh, uh, a, a problem with alligators, you know. As he's as he swimming towards the center of the, of the lake, there was an alligator swimming to him. So both of them were swimming towards each other. And all of a sudden, instinctively, the mother looks out the window and sees her son swimming towards the alligator and begins to scream and yell at him. The boy had the mother and began to swim back to the shore. As he's swimming back to the shore, the mother is running to the lake. Amen. By the time the boy gets to the lake, uh, to the shore, the, both him and the alligator arrived at the shore. The alligator grabbed his leg and the mother grabbed her son. And she began to tug with the alligator. Can you imagine what kind of strength can she have to take the prey from an alligator? But she, she will not give up. She's screaming and yelling and fighting with the alligator. There was so much passion in her that even the alligator's strength could not overcome that passion. That is the bravery of mothers. She was not scared of the alligator killing her son and probably killing her. All she could think about was her son. That this alligator will not have my son. This alligator will not have my son. And as she did that and she screamed, someone, a farmer driving up the, uh, the road had the commotion, came down and with a shotgun shot the alligator. The boy's leg was recovered after many weeks of treatment and everything. But that woman, that mother delivered her son. She delivered her son. Amen. Listen to me. Moses the mother, the Bible says that Pharaoh gave a decree. Every son that is born must be killed. But Pharaoh's mother kept him. Kept him for like three months. Had, you know children don't have mute button. <laughs> you just put the... <laughs> Stanley understands. <laughs> There's no mute button. There's no mute button. You don't say mute. You don't... The soldiers are around. Don't, don't cry. Don't. No, 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 no. But at the risk of her life, she 
her baby. Even when she couldn't keep the baby anymore, she, she carefully put, she didn't allow them to throw her baby to the alligators. She carefully placed him on a raft and the boy was saved. Listen to me. You may not understand what your mother is doing or what your mother has done. And I know there are some people listening to me this morning that you're saying, Pastor, you don't know my mother. What you have described is not my experience. That may be true. That may be very, very true. But listen to me. What that reveals to us, as the Bible tells us in Isaiah 49, Isaiah 49 verse 15, it says, will a suckling mother forget a child? Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> she can. Hallelujah. He said, never can a mother forget, never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. Listen to me. When our mothers seem like they have not behaved in the way we expected, it's not because they hate us. It just reveals to us their humanity. It shows that they are not God. As powerful and as amazingly wonderful as they are, they are still human. They still make mistakes. They will still let you down. They will still let me down. But remember that a woman, a mother, will always love her child. Except there are some unnatural things that has happened, like mental disorder and things of that nature. So in conclusion today, I want to salute the awesomeness of our mothers today. And I want you to know that they are not perfect. That's what I just talked about. Mothers are not perfect. They don't know everything. They know a lot of things. Instinctively, they can do a number of things, but they don't know everything. They will make mistakes. You will feel let down. You will feel disappointed, but it doesn't make them less of a mother. The Bible says, and repeatedly the Bible says this, Exodus chapter 20 verse 12. It says, honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the life that in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Leviticus 19, verse 3. Leviticus 19, verse 3. It says, Each of you must show great respect for your mother and father. This is an instruction from the Lord. It's not subjective. He did not say, Each of you must show great respect for your good father and your good mother. So each of you must show great respect for your mother and father. You must always observe my Sabbath days of rest. I am the Lord your God. And I know some people will say, oh, that's Old Testament. Okay, New Testament. Matthew 19, 19. Matthew 19, 19. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourselves. Ephesians 1, uh, 6, 1 through 3. Ephesians 6, 1, 2, and 3. Children, obey your parents. It doesn't qualify it. It is say, obey your amazingly wonderful, exceptional, extraordinary parents. No. Children, obey your parents. Because you belong to the Lord. 
So you are not doing it for them. You are doing it because of God. Because you belong to God, uh, to the Lord, he said, obey your parents, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on earth. Praise the Lord. Let's rise to our feet. Let's rise to our feet. I want you to remember today that God will, can never forget you. Yes, you may be disappointed about some things that have happened in your life, maybe with your mom, uh, mother situation, whatever it is. I beseech you by the mercies of God. Release them. Forgive. That's what the scriptures instruct us. It instructs us to forgive. Let go. Let it go. Let it go. Release it. Release the hurt. Release the pain. The, the only way you, you keep suffering the pain is because you keep looking back. Look forward. Look at where you are today. God has helped you. God has helped you. What I tell people is this, that when you were vulnerable and couldn't help yourself, if your mother hated you enough, she could have aborted you. But she didn't. When you were a baby that you couldn't resist and do anything, she could have killed you, but she didn't. She nurtured you until you became consciously aware of certain things. And now that you can think reasonably, assess certain things, you are now able to tell yourself, no, I don't think she loves me. How about when you couldn't think about what was going on, but she was still there for you? Amen. So I want to encourage us today with every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know what your situation is. If you have a good relationship with your mother, celebrate her. Thank God for her. And the if the relationship is not a very cordial, pleasant one, say, Lord, grant me the grace to move past the past and begin a new journey with my mother and the first step towards that is to forgive and as you forgive call her send her a gift do something contrary to what your flesh will want you to do and for those that are listening to me today perhaps you desire to be a mother but you are not yet a mother and you keep asking the question how much longer, Lord? How long before my own story will change? I wish I can tell you, oh, by next year or by the end of the year. But one thing I can tell you is God can never forget about you. God knows about you. He knows about your situation. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 1. Isaiah 54 verse 1 says, Sing! O childless woman, you who have never given birth, break into loud and joyful song, O Jerusalem, you who have never been in labor. Listen to this. Say, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband, says the Lord. The Lord will meet you at the very point of your need. In the name of Jesus, God will turn your situation around. 
in the name of Jesus, the one that has been called barren will become the mother of children in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that by the next Mother's Day celebration, you'll be able to rejoice with the joyful mothers as a mother in the name of Jesus. We thank you, blessed Redeemer. Father, today we thank you for all our mothers. We commit them into your loving arms. We pray, Lord, that you would take care of them. Lord, that you will sustain them in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, those that don't have a cordial relationship with one or more of their children, Father, I pray that every broken relationship be mended in the name of Jesus. The Bible says you are the restorer of the breach. Lord, I pray every breach in the mother-child relationship, Jehovah, that you will restore. Daddy, that you will restore. Everlasting God, that you will restore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will mend broken relationships. Lord, we celebrate our mothers today. We celebrate our grandmothers Lord, we pray that you will keep them in health in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every mother and potential mother under on the, on the sound of my voice today that the desire of your heart, the Lord will grant unto you in righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, King of glory. We thank you, everlasting Father. We say, blessed be your name forever. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.